Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where it's your daily sex information, all the information you need, all the news, everything happening happening with sex you can find at sexwithemily.com. And I want to give a big shout out to all of our Friends with Benefits members. Thanks, everyone, for subscribing to the show. We totally appreciate it. We love you. We appreciate you. And you know, as you know, you get four shows a week. You get access to us. You get your emails answered ahead of time and a bunch of fun stuff. So thanks for joining. We hope you'll all become Friends with Benefits member right now. Um, today's show, I'm so excited. We've got Eric Newton here. He's a family law attorney in San Francisco. And he's realized through his practice in family law that there's a lot that people can learn before they get married that can help them save their marriages and just tips and tricks and um, all the information he's gathered. We're going to talk about what makes a successful marriage, what makes a not successful marriage, and what are the main factors that contribute to divorce and God knows where we're going to take it because he's a really smart guy and he's uh, starting to eat workshops on it and all that stuff. So we're going to get into all that in a little bit. We are also have your emails and some topics include um, – I don't have that written down right now. So we're going to have lots of your emails and your sex in the news and stuff like that. Hey, Madness, what's up? What's going on? I'm great. Uh, did you have a couple martinis before work? No, why? Why? You Racing fumbled drunk? on a couple words. Oh, in the I beginning. fumble sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you're like just dead on and then sometimes, you know. Right. You handle the ball. I wish I had martinis. Fumble a little bit, then you pick it back up, and then exactly. You start but the thanks show. for pointing that out in case people missed that I fumbled. Now yeah. that everyone knows that I fumbled, well, it's good because they can play it back and listen to it. I appreciate that. But nice. I wish you and did have sure. a couple drinks before the. I'd show. be so good. When are we doing the drunk show? Come on, we have to do the show where we get drunk. I Let's think go we're to funny. Vegas. You get you you become a mute when you get drunk, so that could be a problem. No, no, no. Oh my god! If we were talking back and forth, and I had a couple, you know. Thousand shots, I'll be fine. All right, all right. Uh, we got to do the Las I've Vegas show. I don't think you're down. I'm totally down for the Vegas show. You're not. I can't wait. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We'll do it like soon. I'm totally. Are you going to be ready to go back after your big trip? Oh next yeah, week? I can go to Vegas every week. Done and done. We're going to do it. So I appreciate that. Um, as you know, you can always leave a message in our voicemail anytime, and we'll answer your questions on the air. It's 415-992-7392. And you also have to go to my page, sexwithemily.com or emilymorris.com, and check out Jimmy Jane because Jimmy Jane is our amazing sponsor. And if you click on it, you're going to see that I've got these picks of things that you could buy on their website. And if you go through my link, you get $25 off purchases over $100. So go to the Emily's Pick page. I love their massage candles. Like, I'm obsessed with their massage candles. They smell amazing. They burn at a different temperature. They're like soy base, and you pour them on your partner's body, and then you, it turns into massage oil, and it's this really sensual, hot, sexy thing you can do. But you I, can see all my other picks there. I was thinking about those when you uh, displayed your book at the book party. Yeah. And you just showed the inside because you have a, a part in, in Yeah, the book. all about dedicated to massage candles because uh-huh. I love them. They've, it's called the Afterglow Candle. They also have the Form 2 Vibrator, which is amazing, and the Form 3 Vibrator, and you're just going to have to check them all out. I think you will love them. And uh, what about the the app? Can we talk the about app. the app yeah, real quick? Yeah, Kegel Camp. Yeah, can we go back? Because you mentioned it's exploded. It's exploded. And I, I just have to say that it's exploded ever since I played a clip of it on the show. I think you're true right. True or not true? That's true. 
because it's my voice. So Kegel exercises are, are really important exercises for men and women. I'm amazed at the number of emails I've received from men and women who have used the app and it's changed their sex life. Because for women, you have longer, stronger, more intense orgasms. For men, it can help you with premature ejaculation or any erectile issues you're having. And they're really easy to do. And it's my voice that walks you through the yeah. commands. Which menace See, things is the If big you weren't point. such a control freak, I could totally handle the marketing for you and you would sell into the millions. Do it. Yeah. Right. What, did I discover it all? No, because you would have me explain like why I would do something every five seconds and then it would just drive me insane. Yeah. Yeah. You think why, I'm a control freak? Why do you think why do you think we should do this? Why do you think we should do that? No, I'll I just, just let know, you take the ball and run with it. I just know what I Take the keggle ball and run with it. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, cool. But I'll, I'll give you some suggestions. And let Thank you. Run you. With we'll it. do that. We'll do that. How about next. that? Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Yeah, I love it. Everything's good with me. Uh, you know, just work like crazy. Holidays are just the busiest Descending time upon of us. the year for me. I know. For work wise, because we throw a lot of holiday concerts. Um, Which I'm going to with you this year. Yeah. I mean, I hope you come to a couple of them. Yeah. There's three. Uh, one of them you probably had the most fun at. I okay. Think. I want the one that I'm. I only want the one that I'm going to fun at because I have to be very yeah. efficient with my time lately. So I don't want to mess around with events that I'm not going to fun yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. This one. Uh, and you know me. Yeah, yeah. This I don't one, want big crowds, and I want VIP. Yes, and I don't want to be so VIP. There will be drinks flowing. Perfect. Done. Let's go. It's in December, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Have so, you even looked into the future? What are you going to do for? I know you're going to Michigan, Michigan for Thanksgiving. What about? After Thanksgiving? Uh, after Thanksgiving? I have nothing. I've like, gotten invites to things, but I haven't totally committed. There's always like a billion holiday parties. Yeah. You know? There'll be a lot of fun stuff coming up. I've got some dates coming up. I don't know. They're all like friends have fixed me up. I don't know who they are, but I've got like four dates and then like before I go home for Thanksgiving. Before you go to think? Yeah, or three. No way. I swear to God. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't know anything about them either. Like three maybe. I don't even know when they're happening. I, they're, I kind of that- know, but- that's scary. I know. That is really scary. So I have a lot to report on my dating life shortly. So I know you're all on the edge of your seat waiting to hear if I actually like someone. I'm very excited. Because it's been a while. Yeah. So, But I think I'm a good dater. I think it's fun. And even if you don't like the date, like this is the thing. I feel like you should say yes to every date that comes your way. Unless someone totally offends you and they, mm-hmm. then you don't think you're down with them. It's like a job interview. Like you should accept every job interview because it's good practice and dating is good practice as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Oh, I, I have something to share for okay, you. Okay, please. I sent uh, a friend of mine who's a girl. That I'm not trying to get in her pants, but I uh, <laughs> sure. I sent her a postcard, and she loved it. Yeah. Like, hey, fellas, I'm just saying. Send a postcard. You know some it's girls so, in some other states? Send them some postcards. It's so retro. They, they love it. I know. Wait, I love crazy. mail. I go to my mailbox every day thinking I'm going to get a letter, and I never Yeah, because no one gets mail anymore. I know. I get bills. The only, so boring. The only problem is when I wrote it out, it looked like uh, it was a, a third grader. Oh, because you're writing? Yeah, because no one even writes What was the anymore. postcard? Why did you send this girl a postcard? Because I was in Disneyland. Oh, I didn't get a postcard from Disneyland. Because I see you every day. Yeah, but I but still would have still enjoyed it. You live in the same city. Right, so you sent her one and she appreciated it. I yeah. love when people do – people used to send postcards all the time. I, I have every piece of mail I've ever received, which is kind of a problem because it takes over my house. But not boring postcards, but like good letters and emails mm. that I've received from guys. I save them all. I really appreciate I it. I actually have all the letters from like – in high school. When we used to write letters. Yeah. And now it's all powerful. emails and texts and they delete it's and they so go away. Weak. I know. So I love that. So this is a girl you're trying to get in her pants, but you haven't no, yet. No, no. Why did you send her a postcard? Because I'm just she lives out of state. I'm just cool with her. Uh-huh. I used to do that. I had a lot of people that you used to send postcards. You never admit when you're trying to get in someone's pants. Like I don't get it. Like just she's the one girl you send a postcard to. 
And it was just because you're wondering how she's doing. Because I, it's, it's, I know it's weird. We can call some other chick that I know that I used to send postcards to. I just like sending postcards for okay, some reason. That's fine. I just want to bring I'm it just, back. I, I just, thought it was I just fun. want you to be real with me if, if, if you are trying to get in her pants. I'm not trying to get in her okay, pants. Okay. But I do think the postcard thing is a really good idea. Yeah. I, I, be, just the excitement that I got from it, I could just imagine, like, you know. I know. Guys, just do it. it send costs a letter. Like, send an email. It costs like 40 cents. Exactly. That's a, great, that's a great thing because it is kind of retro now because yeah. no one does that. So I think that's a great, great tactic. I love it. Um, and um, we've also got, yeah, like I said, we're going to get in some sex in the news. And uh, what else? Anything else that we need to discuss at this moment? We've only got a few days left before our, we break up. No, until you leave me. I know. I'm sorry. Um, is there anything else new that I heard in the news lately? Uh, no, we're still waiting on that Bieber uh, paternity test. On the Bieber test. paternity test, right? Yeah. That's probably going to um, take a few days. No, nothing else has really stuck out there. Do you know what I what I was thinking about the other day? What? When it comes to you know those type of tests and all that stuff. Do you know what is kind of like – was huge for a moment. Now it's totally fallen off. What is the Schwarzenegger kid? Yeah, whatever happened with that? It's there's totally... been so many. You know, the problem is there's so many sex scandals in America that that's just like it gets pushed down. The yeah, line. and then now what? The chain. Who cares? No Who one. Knows? No one cares. Are they divorced? I don't even know if they're actually. We know nothing. Yet. We should find this out. There's been nothing in the news because we scour mm-hmm. the news for sex news every day, and I have not seen a thing. They're totally going to get a divorce, but yeah. I think they're still working that out. Oh right, but the kid and all that stuff. What happened? She's going to get like a hundred plus million or something. Really? Yeah, it's not bad. Not Someone's going to cheat on you and father another child. You might. As well yeah, get but you were married so long. I know it's sad. They were like truly in love. Like I had a friend tell me he was doing some work for for Maria Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. He was doing a uh, Maria Shriver. Mm-hmm. He was doing some work with her, and he was working out of her house. He was doing some public mm-hmm. policy work. He's a policy guy, and he said that it was so cute that he was in her house, and that Arnold came home one day. He's like. Maria, I can't do his accent. Yeah. I was going to try. Maria, Maria, I've got the present for you. And he brought her these M and M's with her initials on it, and she was mm. like so excited. And he said that they seemed so happy and so cute. Yeah, I just remember that story. It's just like your paranoia that you uh, that you put into women that you read it off the other day, and you probably don't remember it. If he's spend if he's paying more attention to you, he's probably cheating. No, I didn't say <laughs> if that. If he's paying less attention to you, then he's probably cheating. I didn't like, say that. I didn't say more cheating. attention or less attention, but he yeah. was cheating. Like I don't know if he was cheating the whole time though, if he was just cheating earlier on in the relationship. Well, that was that kid is like what thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. So that's not that good. Sucks. You have to dump him. Okay, I've got some uh, sex in the news for us. Go for it. Okay, female orgasm captured in brain scan animation. Scientists have created the world's first video animation of the female orgasm using a series of brain scan images. To capture the brain activity, researchers monitor a woman's brain as she lay in an MRI scanner and stimulated herself. Uh, Psychologists hope the research will help them to understand the reasons why some and men women cannot reach sexual (laughs) climax. Do the computer spit out a, a uh, spit out a piece of paper and says, "Look, I still can't figure this shit out." Right? You're they're like, "Sorry, own. I tried." Women don't orgasm. I don't know what to do. <laughs> the general aim of this research is to understand how the orgasm builds up from genital stimulation and what parts of the brain become recruited and finally build up into orgasm. Over the course of the seven minutes, the participants approach orgasm, reach orgasm, and then enter a quiet period. So it says, as can be observed, an orgasm leads to almost the entire brain illuminating yellow, indicating that most of the brain becomes active at orgasm. 
we're using orgasm as a way of producing pleasure. If we can learn how to activate the pleasure regions of the brain, then we could have wider applications. I love when they're studying female orgasms because they're so elusive and so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they're doing studies it's on that. It's so funny that like the smartest computers still can't figure it out. I know. I know. And they're psychologists at Rutgers. So we'll see yeah. what they figure out. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to know why some women can't. And it's, uh, it's a problem. But I think that a lot of women are just pre-orgasmic. We shouldn't say that they're anorgasmic, that they just haven't gotten there yet. And if you don't have not reached orgasm yet, it does not mean that you are a lost case, that we will uh, we'll figure it out, especially with these new studies. What? <laughs> I just wanted them to do the study of like, you know, like I always say, if they wave like a Louis Vuitton purse in front of them, if it like it heightens. Right, that time. right, right. If she just explodes. Yeah. And then you show a guy with his pockets like hanging out like this with and it's d- empty. D- oh. And then like she's totally not – Right, because like, women are that superficial. At all. Yeah, I think that's a great. That's you should you should conduct that study in your off time and let us I know. I want to. You That'd should, honey. You should see that. Like, if he's got wads of cash, is she like? Yeah, uh, uh, super horny. Then and then not, he has like three pennies in his hand. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like check totally please. Right, dry. That'd be interesting. I don't know, menace. I'm not sure that that's going to be an accurate research, but we'll see. But you know, the brain is the largest sex organ, especially for women. So they really mm-hmm. do need to be stimulated. In their visually. brain, visually, and no, and in their brain, like they mm-hmm. need to be like turned on, like by the things that you say and the things that you do. It's confusing. <laughs> no, it's not confusing. It's just overwhelming. It is it's overwhelming. Like words, but if you haven't learned visuals, everything. You know, I'm, ne- I'm doing fucking shadow puppets and shit. Exactly. You know, <laughs> Ooh, shadow puppets. Maybe little sensual ones where your finger looks it's, like a penis going in the vagina. Yeah. Something like that. Jesus H. What? Jesus Nothing. H. It's so much work. Okay, Heather Locklear and Jack Wagner call off their engagement. They, he knew they were engaged. They've been engaged. together for 20 years, apparently. I'm just telling you this is sex in the news mm-hmm. I got. The wedding is off for Melrose Place co-stars Heather Locklear and Jack Wagner. No reason was given for the shocking news. I don't know that I'm <laughs> shocked. Which comes just three months after the couple announced their engagement. They started dating in 2007. They were last seen in September celebrating her 50th birthday. Heather Locklear is 50. She looks really good for 50. I thought she was hanging out with other people. I don't know. It's weird. She stepped solo out in Breaking Dawn premiere last night in Hollywood and walked the black carpet without her engagement ring. Wait, wait, wait. Is she in a new show, Breaking Dawn? I don't know if she's in it or if she was there for the premiere. Why? Got to research that. Why? Because if she's in a new show and she's doing better than a man, that's when they dump them. Oh, God, Menace. This is the most ridiculous thing. We're going to ask our expert, Eric Newton, in you a few what? minutes if he I'm sees actually, that in divorce. Next he time, is an expert. I okay. love that you're here. Menace has a theory that when a woman gets more successful than a man, she dumps him. In Hollywood, in Hollywood, I'm not saying in the. I think it happens everywhere. I think if you think it happens in Hollywood, it probably happens everywhere. Okay, but I'm just saying I get to see all this stuff from like celebrities. Every time a a chick gets a new television show or she gets a starring role, she dumps her man. Mila Kunis was married to the Home Alone guy. Once she got into Black Swan, started getting more shine. Done. But you don't know if it's because you know? I feel like men feel emasculated when a woman gets more successful than he does and they feel like they have no penis, nothing, and then they And that's your theory too. Yeah, so we'll find out. We're going to talk to Eric, the expert, soon. He's You're like looking at him say, please agree with me. Please Come agree on. with me, Eric. It's important. It's my show. <laughs> All right. Okay. Three reasons to date a guy who lives with his parents. Wow. Why you should give a mama's boy a chance. Nearly one in five men in their late 20s and early 30s are living at home with their parents. Only half as many women the same age are living at home. Despite the stigma attached to a man living with their parents, mama's boy, codependent, immature, broke, these men could still be worth dating. 
So if you happen to meet a guy in this, in this situation, here are four reasons not to write him off. You would never date a guy in this situation. I would never. I'd be like, is your mom home? Should we sneak upstairs and have sex? No, I don't want to so do that. And I don't want to have to have conversations with chatty chatty with the parents mm-hmm. and then stay for dinner. Go ahead. Different men live at home for different reasons. Maybe he's helping out his parents, saving money, student loans, anyone, or needs time to get back on his feet. Maybe his stay is temporary. You don't know the exact circumstances, and you should take the time to learn more about them before you decide he's undateable. Number two, the lack of privacy forces you to be spontaneous. Sure, you can't get too crazy or have to be really, really quiet when his mom and dad are downstairs, but why limit yourself to the basement or bedroom anyway? You have the perfect excuse to get it on in crazy locales, such as the park or mall dressing room. What are we promoting here? What? No, you're just uh, look. It is, uh, believe it or not, Emily. It's not easy out there right now for people to have jobs. And I know, go I know. Get it's their really own tough. place. It's really I've dated tough. guys with roommates lately, and that used to be a total <laughs> no-no for me. Yeah, I've been like, you have a roommate, really? Okay, deal breaker, deal breaker. Okay, fine, we'll go out. Um, you just, you just don't three, understand today's economy. Like, I understand, I understand, but I, w- I would prefer a man who could f- get his own place. Okay, cool. Okay. So just letting everybody know, if you want to get laid, you got to get your own place. No, I'm telling you reasons why you could sleep with these men. I'm not saying I'm sleeping with them, but I'm saying that someone <laughs> oh, could. Oh, but it's perfectly fine for the listeners to sleep with them. That's cool. Yeah. Whatever. You can okay. date these losers who I consider losers because, because I, I want to date them. Yeah. You just said that sometimes it's hard out there for people. Yeah, but uh, you're still stating that you would not date these guys. I'm not saying never, never say never. I've dated people that are like astound me that I've dated, okay? It'll help you getting good with his parents. What's better for the longevity of your relationship than a great relationship with his parents? By spending more time in their house, you get a better feel for who they are as a family. So it's not so bad. I'm just saying at my age, I'm going to date a guy who's with his parents, like... Really? Like, I got to talk to them and, and have make short chit-chat talk and ring the doorbell. Hi, is Johnny home? Can he come mm-hmm. out and play? Like, not interested. But I just wanted to share that with you. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what we got for some I'm sure days. you're happy you shared it with me because I, I totally agreed with you. You did? Okay. No, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Um, we've got some emails, too, that we're going right. to get into. Okay. So uh, I think that Eric might be able to help us with some of these emails. Mm-hmm. So let's pull the camera back. Let's right. get Eric on camera. Come close to me. Honey, hey, hi. Okay. Move your mic and talk into your mic. Hey, you know, on this, on this, living with the oh, wait, parents. Just yeah. go ahead. And don't worry about looking at her. Just, okay. just talk in the mic. Okay. Everyone does the same yeah, thing. Don't worry about it. I can hear you now. Yeah, but on the living with the parents thing, what about co-housing? What do you Have mean? You thought about that? This whole Danish concept of, you know, uh, saving resources, creating community. It's very hippie. Right. But I like hippie. Kinda, but it's kind of hip, too. Co-housing? It's, yeah, this is the new thing. This is what everybody's doing now. I've never even heard of it. never heard of it. Okay, so here's a quick primer. Basically, they take a physical space, and they built it around, like, a central community center where mm-hmm. everybody shares, like, meals or cooking or playtime, you know, mm-hmm. child-rearing, whatever. And then everybody has their separate autonomous private units. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are doing this in a multi-generational way. Oh, wow. So you bring your parents in, and you've got... You know, if you're raising kids, you've got uh, a village to raise. Takes a kids, village, right? it does. It I think village, that makes sense. Right, mm-hmm. it's resource uh, efficient. So you've got more money for more people. You can dump it into green living, sustainability, plus focus on community. Yeah, right? that sounds like very it. wacky, San Francisco. It is but wacky, I feel like I already live I in the community. Like I've got this dog now, oh, I heard which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and it's insane. But the, the point is, it takes a village, and I have all my friends help me out with the dog. And it's like I just think if you have kids, why not have the same thing? My suggestion is get a duplex 
have your tenants pay your mortgage, and then when the mortgage is paid <laughs> off, then have your kids move into the uh, to the other unit. That's my suggestion. Okay, if I can afford a place, that would be great. <laughs> okay, dear Emily. All right, we're going to get into some emails. All right. And you can always email me at feedback at sexwithemily.com or straight through, the web, straight through the website where it says Ask Emily. That's another great way to send me your thoughts. All right. I was married 15 years till about 10 years ago. It was a cruddy marriage with poor sex. My age of 46 seems to be affecting me sexually, yet it's hard to tell since sex has been rare. However, it has been difficult to get or keep an erection. My girlfriend off and on the last couple of years, who's 23 – has had rotten boyfriends who have only wanted her for sex and drugs. Her view is that guys have tried to rape her. She's not been interested in sex. She says she wants to settle down now and get married to me. However, even though she lives with me, the only sexual activity she's okay with is rubbing only her clitoris and showering without any sexual contact. She has lied and stolen from me since I've known her when she used to do drugs, yet she seems to have changed. I just would like to be able to know she's not playing games with me again so she can live with me. I want to marry her, yet really know, need to know if she's going to get into sex. I'm wondering if there are ways to get her interested and not afraid. I'm tired of being told no when I want to touch her when she changes clothes in front of me or when we cuddle. Okay, I heard your whole show now. Good stuff. I'll make it a favorite. Thanks, Emily. Steve from Kansas City, Missouri. Steve. Okay, Steve. Steve, this is sound this is like so chock full. I need an hour to help you, but I don't have an hour. She's half your age, A, so that's a red flag right there. Um she's been sexually abused, so she says she needs tons of therapy. I don't think there's anything that you can do to get her more interested in sex until she goes to therapy and figures out what is still holding her back from her abuse. She's gotta like clear that stuff out. There's no, all the talking, all the touching, all the Louis Vuitton bags you buy her in the world, per Menace's suggestion, would not make her, I think, ready oh, for sex. Oh, don't buy her anything. Uh, yeah, or don't buy her anything. And she used to do drugs and she stole from you. It sounds like she's not your ideal candidate. I'm just telling you from the outsider here, it just um, – I mean I'm glad she's rubbing her clitoris and she's getting herself turned on. But it sounds like you guys are not having sexual contact. And you want to know if you marry her, if she's going to get into sex. I say no way. No way. No way, right, no Mister Divorce Attorney, who's family well, law attorney? You, you know what's what strikes me about this email is that I think he already knows the answer, right? He, right. he gave you all the clues. He he highlighted everything for you. He knows what's going on right. here. He knows that the that that she's not going to suddenly, you know, emotionally develop to the point where they can have a fulfilling and adult sex life. It's just not going to happen. But what's going? What's curious to me? I I think, and and I think he gave you the clue to this at the beginning too. I think he's insecure. Because of his perceived erection problem, right. which I don't think is a problem. Right. I think we can unpack that for another hour also. Exactly. But his concerns about his ability to get an erection are having him choose somebody that he knows isn't a right match. Right. So that he doesn't have to face the fear exactly. that Exactly. I think that is such a good point. Right? I think it's such a good point. If you're having erectile issues, I would talk to your doctor. I would try doing Kegel exercises. Hey, Kegel. Kegel camp. You know, download on your app. iPhone. Um, but I would say, yeah, I think that's true. I think a lot of times we're attracted to people so we don't have to face ourselves. Yeah, and this is an opportunity. I mean, right? The, when you notice something that's not going right sexually, it's an opportunity to dig in and find out what's really there. What's your next place to develop as a human being? So this is a great big clue for you, Steve. This is right. this is the this is your opportunity. Jump in, find out. 
go to a fantastic therapist or find out if it's just physical, get some Viagra. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Not get some physical. Viagra. Not a big mm-hmm. deal. You're 46 years old. A lot of guys take Viagra. Um, but there are ways you can work on it too without taking meds. So I would just go see a doctor. But that's a great point. Like he's feeling insecure about it. I love and it. So he's with Such a good exactly. She seems like a great kid, but put her in therapy. Put her in therapy. Help. Put yourself mm-hmm. in therapy maybe. Um, you were married for 15 years until 10 years ago and you had a credit. It's interesting too that you're repeating your pattern because you came out of a credit marriage with poor sex. And now you're having you're in another relationship about to get married with poor sex. Why do the repeat? Like right. why not just get into the fact of why you're having bad sex? Because this is two situations now where the sex is not good. And when you have to look at the common, you know, the common denominator, it's you. Done. Done and done. Okay. And I was going to say something uh, something similar. Like as he was writing this email, and I've I've dated girls that have had problems before. Believe me, and I've tried to work through them, but. As you're writing the email, it should just like hit you. Go, wait a minute, what the f am I doing right now? Right, you know? right, right. But uh, sometimes it takes a while to wake up. Exactly. Well, so hopefully this is a wake up call. Right? I'm mm-hmm. here to wake y'all. I'm wake yeah. here to wake y'all. Okay. Hi, Emily. The only way I can orgasm is if I rub my thighs together while lying down. Is this normal? Also, will I ever be able to reach orgasm through sex? I am in my early 30s and I've yet to orgasm through oral or penetrative sex. At this age, I'm starting to get frustrated. Thank you, Aaron from New York, New York. Okay, first of all, Aaron, it's totally normal that you have to rub your thighs together while lying down to have an orgasm. I've heard that from many women, and as long as you can orgasm, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of women need to have their thighs, like they need to have their legs closed and rub their thighs together. That's totally normal mm-hmm. and common. As far as not being able to orgasm through oral or penetrative sex, have you tried rubbing your thighs together? There are positions that you can do where you keep your thighs together while, like, you keep your legs together, he's on top of you, and he's rubbing your clitoris. Um, there are there are ways to orgasm. So working with the way you orgasm, can you try to incorporate that into your sex life? I do not think it's all lost. It takes a lot of women. Only 30% of women actually have orgasms during intercourse. And also, if you, I don't know if you ever use sex toy. It's great to bring sex toys into um into your intercourse, into your lovemaking, that could help too. You know my question about this email? What? I'm just wondering why the issue of normal versus not normal. I know. That's why I'm saying normal. I say most things are normal. Yeah. You know, everything's normal, right? Everything's normal. Even orgasm, that's great. it's normal. Well, maybe on a bell curve, it doesn't fall in the center, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have to stand on one leg and collect like a chicken and have an orgasm, that's not probably quote That's probably not normal. But the thigh, right. Like, you know, right? You know know how you have an orgasm. So go for it. Exactly. I think that's what I spend a lot of time doing on the show is telling people that they're okay and that everything's normal or everything's fine. Like, unless it like Mm -hmm. wreaks havoc on your life and you feel like, you know, like people always ask me, like, is it okay that I masturbate to porn now? every day yeah yeah it's totally fine that you're masturbating to porn every day but if it's like you're doing it 15 times a day and you're missing work and you're no longer able to participate in a normal healthy relationship then we have a problem and that's not necessarily normal that's something that you need to look at but but rubbing your thighs together no problem with that well everything's okay and then there are consequences exactly right 15 times a day masturbating to porn there's some consequences there's some consequences if there are negative consequences we have a problem if you're rubbing your thighs together and you're getting an infection we have a problem right but if you're rubbing thighs together and your orgasm, good for you. Go for it. Right. I like it. I think it. it's kind of hot anyway. Yeah. yeah. Me too. You think it's hot, Menace? I do think it's hot. Sorry. I was uh, distracted by something uh, okay. right now. I, okay? I wanted to bring it up but later, but I can just bring it up right now. Bring it up now. Why not? It's our little ADD show oh, here. Why the hell do your friends or family or anybody effing calls you during the show? Like every yeah. single friend that I, I have like knows that I'm doing the show right now. I know. Now, my phone just rang because you Nobody's know who it's me. people who don't pay yeah. attention. Like what the F, man? I know. 
I tell everybody that I'm not available every day from one to two, and yet my mother calls me and people call me. Maybe they want to be on the show. I should have just answered it and yelled at that person and been like, don't you know me? Don't you know me? I think you're right, Menace. I have issues with it too, and I've actually yelled at people. I'm like, I'm never answering. Do you your like? Under, do you even pay attention to anything I do? Yeah, they must. Like, ha- they must hate me and not pay attention to me. It's weird. Mm. <laughs> pay attention to what I tell them because I tell yeah, people all the time. You. Do you I have? Think- do you have the technology to plug the phone in so that people can hear the caller? Yeah. You guys yeah. should do that, and Menace should. Tear, we, tear them a new asshole. And then yeah. they would learn. Or else cool. they would love it and they'd keep coming Oh, back. no. I would and totally destroy and them. this particular person who just called me, yeah. I've told her never to call me between one and two. She wants to be on the like, show. It's a, it's a cry for attention. It is a cry for it's attention. Clearly, Everything's right? a cry for attention. Pop Jesus Christ. Tuesday. I think it's ridiculous. Okay. And Sorry. I think you need to address everybody with it. Stop calling me between one and two Pacific Standard Time, people. <laughs> I'm not going to answer your call ever. All right. You Must- call me instead. I'll call you instead. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Hey, Emily, I'm a huge fan. I love your show. My question is I enjoy masturbating more than intercourse, and the only way I can get really excited is through oral sex and dirty talk. I've never experienced an orgasm with a woman unless I masturbate. I'm 25, currently married, and it's ruining my marriage. And, advi- and, and advice, please send advice. Please, thank you. Dante. Um, I would say again, just like I said to the other woman, that you have to incorporate your masturbation into sex. If that is how you currently are able to orgasm, there is nothing wrong with masturbating or finishing yourself off during intercourse. And you can also try mutual mutual masturbation, where you look at what your mm-hmm. partner, what what turns her on. I mean, you're married. Is he? He's married. He's married. And um, I don't know why it has to ruin your marriage. You're still able to orgasm, and I think there's nothing wrong with masturbating in front of her. And once you get comfortable with that, with the fact that there should not be a stigma. I mean, one of my favorite things to tell couples to do is mutual masturbation Mm -hmm. because then you're seeing what turns her her on she's seeing what turns you on and maybe one day she can masturbate for you when you pull out or whatever and it's all good she's not like staring at me and masturbating because that's creepy right what do you mean she's not like staring looking maybe she is what's wrong with that you mean looking in the eyes like the whole so 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 creepy you, would you rather have eyes closed <laughs> masturbating? Yeah, just like looking the other way or something. What are you going to be doing? Like I on your I iPhone? You're like, <laughs> are you done iPhone? yet, babe? I'm yeah. texting. You done? Yeah. Jesus. Um, but I would, I'm sorry that it's ruining your marriage. I, it's, I, I feel like it's not ruining your marriage at all. I feel like at least you're having sex. There's plenty of men who are not able to orgasm during intercourse too. I hear about this all the time. I think it's normal, but I think there are ways that you can start to incorporate how you can masturbate into your situation and then see what happens there from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I'm really curious about this statement that it's ruining his marriage. Right. Yeah, me and too. I, I don't want to say I have a lot of sympathy for these. I, I have empathy for these people that are writing right. these emails. So I don't want to say it's not true. I'm curious though. What is it about this? It's, is, it, is it ruining his marriage, or is it something deeper? And um, and right. I would you know, and what I would say to just that surface issue, and this is something we do in the seminars, is there's an opportunity for sex mastery. Right in marriage, that and maybe that's that's one of the main points of marriage is to become a genius of sex and sexuality because you can go so deep with a partner you've right. been with for ten or fifteen exactly. years, right? Like you can you can't with anybody else. But the process of doing that means communicating very very clearly yes. what you need. You have to communicate, and I don't know if you guys are communicating yeah, you because know. if you're telling me that it's ruining your marriage, I'm wondering if you guys have even talked about it or if she's just feeling frustrated because she feels like she can't get yeah. you off and you or can't is there get shame? off. Shame around it totally because you feel like you're not performing like a real man, and she might not even have as many issues with it as you do. So I would say communication is lubrication, and it's time for you guys to talk. Do it. 
talk. Let's get into you, Eric Newton. Me. All right. Yep, we've got some questions. So Eric Newton is a family law attorney, and you've been practicing for a long time now. Yeah. So let's see. I've been practicing family law first as a solo and now in a partnership with my partner. And I, How long have I been doing? I think it's about six years. Okay, six years. Yeah. And you're in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's talk about what you've learned because you're now you're – I mean it's amazing. You've, you've, you've probably dealt with hundreds of couples and seen marriages crumble and yeah. families be ripped apart. And so now you're starting these – do you want to start off by talking about the seminars or – Or whatever. Like, you know, okay. telling the truth, I completely forgot everything I was going to say because you guys are so hilarious so with good. the ADD thing going on here. <laughs> I uh, I do have a question right off the bat. Yeah. Does the seven-year itch exist or has it even been heightened? There's itches years? on – there's six or seven itches every year. What's the I common think, year have you found? Of divorce. You know, I don't know what the statistical number is. I do see a lot of people coming in right around six, seven, eight though. But, mm. you know, I think that might have to do with chemicals. There's another big itch right. that happens at year two and years three, years two and three. Wow, it and sounds that's, like paradise. That's no, that's right. why I always say two years. Your sex drive, it's biology. We are not meant. We are not meant to. I'm not saying we're not meant to be monogamous. I'm saying that our biology actually changes that attraction that you have to somebody. Your biology. Yeah. It just it just just changes. You don't have that same connection, that same attraction, and you have to work at it. Yeah. Well, if the current research is right, you're transitioning at that right about then. You're transitioning from serotonin into oxytocin as a dominant chemical that's defining how you're feeling about your mate, and that's a big transition for people. It's because your wife's not hot anymore, and you're like, damn, Shut I'm up, stuck man. with that's this chick. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. Speak so, for yourself. Man. What would you yeah. say are the most common problems associated with divorce? What, what comes Problems. up? Problems. Well, common issues like we talked about, mm. like money and yeah. Well, okay. If you're asking the question, what makes divorce so hard? I don't know if that's the question you're answering. But I'm answer asking like, what are the common reasons that people report for oh. getting divorced? Yeah. So people report that it has to do with uh, fights about money, fights about sex, um, lack of passion, and fights around child rearing. And those are the I call those the zombie years, the first three years of your marriage, um, when you've got the new kids on the way right um and then and then and this is a more um i guess complex one or uh abstract but uh fights about third parties and quality time within the family okay and it's not necessarily cheating it's just why are you spending so much time with bill when you could right exactly that sort of thing whatever it is so that's what people report now I'm skeptical that that's what's really going on and we can dig into that later but yeah uh, that's what people report and facebook he, yeah, we right. think they, they say Facebook is like, is like why five, people are one out of every five one out of every five divorces is because of Facebook. They say citing Facebook. What citing Facebook? Yeah, I don't well, know. Like Tell me about that. They I, put okay. somewhere in the divorce they mention Facebook. Oh. At one out of every five, that's a statistic now. Huh? I would call that a symptom and not mm. a cause, right? Because if you're if there's something at root that's causing mm. your relationship to break up, it's probably manifesting itself by you doing something inappropriate on Facebook or it could be. Yeah, right. I know three three marriages broken up by Facebook. Really? Like, broken up by Facebook. That's a yeah, big where, statement. Well, they, but they, they might saying? but what he's saying is the symptom they weren't as happy at home, so yeah, they start so, looking up their ex from high school yeah, and yeah. then they marry him or something. Yeah. Well, that is what I'm saying, but I'm curious now about the stories. I mean, we're seeing Facebook being used in litigation. We're using Facebook. In, really? In People are like, look at this message he sent. Right. Mm-hmm. And it only matters really in custody cases or right. domestic violence. Yeah. But um, but it's a really great evidence tool because people have no idea right. how stupid they are to be posting some of the things. Yeah. I know. My, uh, some of my buddies are going through divorce and it's uh, – yeah, it's uh, – 
custody battle stuff. They they uh, they had me actually adjust their Facebook settings for them, right. so people can't like it's like Fort Knox, dude. You can't. You need a SWAT team to try to get into their Facebook to see what's going on. But Facebook is still tracking that data. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So what are some of the things that you've learned, you think, from all these couples that you want? I mean, we can get into your seminar. Like, we can get into what you'd like to – I mean, it sounds to me from the last time we talked that it's like – you have you have unearthed all of this knowledge from all these couples you've dealt with. And it's probably gotten to the point where, like, I got to – like, you kind of feel like your your inner duty is to, like – You've got all these answers to save people. Like, how can I save people from divorce? Like, how what, how can we get to these people before they get married and have them talk about the issues they didn't talk about when they were planning the wedding for a year? And they don't talk about the fact that one doesn't want to have kids or they want to raise the kids one religion and not another or they want to, one wants to live in the country and one wants to live in the city or whatever it is. They don't talk about this stuff. They're yeah. like, what kind of cake should we have at our wedding? Right. right? Yes, you're summing it up for me. You're just, I mean, being a divorce lawyer brought all this up. I, because deep down, I'm a romantic. I mean, I'm a, I believe in marriage and I believe in lifelong partnership and I'm a proponent of all of that. And here I am divorcing people. And, uh, and yeah, it was tough at first. So I started thinking exactly that. How can I get to people in advance? Right. And the first thought was, well, I'll write a book. I'll write a book. And I'll just put in all of the conversations that I know people need to have in advance and uh, we'll put some exercises in there and, and you know, sell it at, you know, I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond or wherever right. people do right? And awesome. uh, whatever, right? Um, so we started writing the book and it was just, it was just, it was trite. Right. I hate to say that about my own writing. Right. But Emily, it was just trite. So I started thinking about what's really going on. And I realized, which is something we already talked about, right. that I think it's more about what's going on beneath these surface issues. It's right. what's going on underneath people, you know, in the in the darker parts of their unconscious mind. Right. Borrow from pop psychology. Issues bit. that they haven't even dealt with them themselves. Right. They haven't done their work. That's why I always say when people are like, what kind of guy are you looking for? I'm like, a man who has done his work. He's emotionally, he right. knows where he's at, he knows what his challenges are, his struggles, right. and he knows himself. Amen. And people think that finding someone else, oh, I now I know myself because I found my partner, but they still have their internal demons. Right. Right. That they haven't on well, Now I'm yet. complete because I found my ideal mate and that makes me whole, which is just such a fallacy, it's right? Such it's such a, a fallacy. Dangerous road to go yeah, because you're only like half a person and you're finding another half person. Because if you, if you haven't done your work yet, you're like not evolved or developed. Right. And you're finding someone else who's not evolved and developed and you're attracted to each other, it's just going to explode. Right. So I think, that's, I think that's really true. So, what are some of the topics and questions that people need to talk about before they get married? Well, the obvious topics. I mean, the topics on the surface, and and, and we got to get deeper than this. But just, to, just to cover the topics on the surface, we got to talk about money and sex. Okay, money and sex you are the biggest sex. factors, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it's and, and and in fact, this is a way to go deep, right? This conversation because uh, the money and sex conversations are so core to who we are. They're right. so deep. They're so deeply rooted in in what we think of ourselves. Why are you laughing? Why no, you, laughing? you figured out women like the money, right? Like the money, well, <laughs> right? But and why? That's a whole other question no, too. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I mean, they're so deep to what to mm, what we right. think of as as um, you know a successful relationship, exactly the whole thing. So uh, so you've got yeah you've got to have the conversations, and part of it is about being honest with yourself first, right? About where you stand on these various issues, right? You know, if you have to, like we said earlier, stand on one leg and cluck like a chicken and rub your thighs together right. and have an orgasm. 
you should probably be clear about that with yourself, and you should probably communicate that to exactly. your partner. And you should probably do that through some, uh, in a, you know, at a safe time and a safe place. Right. And the reason why people, I think money is so loaded. I know that I've just, my brother and his wife, actually, they've been together 18 years. And years ago, they were like in lots of therapy and they were doing these workshops. And they actually spent an entire weekend doing a money workshop, which That's I thought was great. so amazing. Brilliant. Like, like for example, this is probably revealing too much, but I'll just, I'll try to not reveal too much. But like, basically, one of them grew up with like money and and or this is this common I'm not even talking about my brother I'm talking about in general like what people for an example of a money issue is that not that like you have too much or too little it's like okay I let's say I was raised with no money I was raised with parents who like didn't provide and I was always scrapping and struggling and I'm really nervous about money all the time and I'm nervous about the way I spend it. I don't spend it very frequently. Like I, I'm just careful about everything. I cut coupons. And then I'm married to someone who is just very frivolent, frivolous about money and, and doesn't never talk about it and just spend, spend, spends. And it starts to make me nervous because I'm like, we don't have that much money. Or I, I was raised in a different way. And maybe he was raised a way of like, don't look at price tags, just spend, spend, spend. And then, so they just have different philosophies and, and ways of, of dealing with money. We all have our own ways of dealing with money. And if right. they're different and they don't jive and they rub each other wrong, right? Yeah. And and I think it's fair to acknowledge that part of the value of having those conversations in advance is that you, you may not get to the bottom of the issue, right? You may not get to the answer. This is who I am about money right. or sex, right? Because these things are going to evolve over time. But you've, you've put a... Um, You've, you've highlighted an issue that's important. Right. And you've developed a, a method of communicating about that issue. And so then when something changes in the future, when you change and suddenly you have a new insight about something that you want. Right. You can communicate it in a fair and, you know, a predefined way. Right. Uh, and in a safe way that doesn't feel like a challenge. Because one of the things that we see uh, breaks people up is feeling blindsided by their spouse. Right. Oh, you thought that? about money or sex or kids, fill right. in the blank. And then they're furious, like, well, who did I marry? And how could I have been so right. naive? Right. Whereas if you've just talked about it in advance, you know, you don't have yeah. to deal with that blindsided loss of trust. And do you trust. think couples should reveal, like, all the money that they have? Like, what, isn't there a lot of that, too? Like, people who are, like, they keep separate bank accounts or yeah. they're private about their money or... I, that's a great question. You know, my personal philosophy is, yeah, transparency. Right. I, I mean, I believe in the 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 concept of transparency as a as a lifelong practice, right? The, another word for freedom is nothing left to hide, as they right. say. Right, right. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, freedom is nothing left to hide. That's so true. Right, right? And, and that's something that we do with prenups. I, I handle dozens and dozens of prenups every month, and um, and you've got to be transparent about your finances or they're just not binding. Right. Because you need to know what you're getting into and what kind of deal you're making. So you deal with prenups a lot. Do prenups ever deal break? Have you ever had a relationship where they're like, I'm not signing the prenup? I had uh, two prenups in the last couple of months that broke up during the negotiation process. The marriage broke up or the, wow. the engagement broke up. I could see that. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm marrying you for your money. No, yeah. just kidding. Mm-hmm. But I could see that prenups being just like, you're in this great state of love. We're about to get married and we're already yeah. talking about divorce. Like we're talking about the fact that we could get divorced. It's just kind of depressing. You know, can, kind of, I, can I reframe it for you yeah. a little bit? So I, I have this philosophy that prenups can be, if handled gracefully, they can actually be romantic. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, and I know it's a little bit. No, I want to hear crazy, it. I want right? to hear it. So, all right. There's a couple of preliminary points you've gotta, we've got to get. First, you have a prenup anyway, whether you want it or not. Wherever you live in the country – there's a set of rules in your state for what happens to money during marriage and what happens to finances and money after marriage, and that's a prenup. Right. 
So the question is, the first question is, do you want the prenup that the state has set up for you, the default prenup? Right. Or do you want one that actually supports your uh, peculiar and distinct marriage? Right. Probably the wrong word, peculiar. No, I know what you mean, though. Like, what's unique to your own situation? Mm, right. You want your own customized set of rules, right? right? So that's the first point. You've got one anyway. You might as well have a custom-crafted one. Right. Uh, and, and then the second point is what we've already been saying. People never talk about money. Right, because never. Because it's not romantic. How You know, who's, who wants to talk about right. checking accounts and Exactly. And who's going to pay debt? the bills. And, right. right. But you've got to. You've you have to before you to. get married. How do you... How do you recommend that couples start that conversation? Um, by being very honest and Tran- transparent. transparent. And, uh, and, and I think it's also important to express how you're feeling about things when you're, before you talk about them. You know what? I really don't want to talk about this. I think right. it's a little bit scary. It's not romantic. And I'm, maybe I'm worried that you're not going to like me after we talk about this, but I feel like I have to because, right. you know what? I really love you and I want to give this relationship the best shot it's possibly got. So let's talk about these really hard things. And and that's why a prenup can be romantic. Okay. Because it addresses all of these issues. Right. It brings up everything. Yeah. yeah. And they're terrifying issues and they're real issues. Right. And and what you're essentially saying is I love you enough to talk about something that's really hard to talk about and I love you enough to be to and I trust you enough to be honest about these okay. things for myself. That makes sense. Emily, so this guy is worth two billion dollars and right. he wants a prenup. That's not really gonna leave you with much if you do break up. What are your I thoughts? would get no if he has two billion dollars. I think that the prenup would leave me with more than I have now. For Christ's sake, which isn't that hard to say, right? Wouldn't I still get something? Yeah, you know when they're when our clients are in that stratosphere, it's a completely different yeah. reality. Okay, than, okay, than okay. Really, right, three million. He has three million. Three million is a different story, right? Because pretty much anybody can yeah. get there in the standing is just not a ton of money. Yeah, um, which is crazy to say, but it's right. really not. And mm-hmm. you've got to account, particularly given what you can earn in interest on that, mm-hmm. and how long. You know, what they say that from retirement to death, people need nine million dollars just to support themselves in oh medical bills. Oh my god, that's the new statistic. That's that's out. so scary. With all the cuts there. they want to do too, right? Yeah. Um. So so they. Okay, so th- yeah, three million. So then I'd still get money, like by the state law. <laughs> well, what does he uh, leave that part out? What he comes with you with a? Prenup. I'm gonna have enough money. It'll be fine. I'll be the one had given them a prenup. Right. Well, you probably will, but right? not every woman will. But right. this is the conversation, right? And what it, what's great about Menace is he's being really cynical about this particular perspective, and it's mm-hmm. totally it's totally right. Like, hey, look, I've made this money before mm-hmm. marriage, and. Honey, I love you, but I don't think you're entitled to half of it. No, right. And let's be clear. State law in California does not give uh, – would not entitle you to half of his money. It wouldn't? I thought it did. Anyway. Let me give you a quick breakdown. Okay. So anything that you earn prior to marriage uh, remains separate property okay. in California. Anything you earn during marriage is community property. And oh, then, I'm retiring once I get married. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, that's a good way to do it, actually. Just, hey, that's all separate property. Right. I'm not making any more money. You can marry her. Right. Yes. He is um, going to marry me. One day, what, maybe. Mayor, you guys she's a lucky. Couple. We'll follow You lucky. guys got the dynamic. Yeah. I'll no, hell no. That'd no be way. Nightmare. He hates me. <laughs> I mean, he loves me, but he hates you. What about the sex conversation? So do you have a lot of couples who come in and they're like, our sex life was just, we never have sex and yeah. it's over. Yeah, I hear and, that a lot. And then I wonder, I always ask them, like, was it good at the beginning? Like, what happened? Because sometimes you get married, you have kids, you're stressed, there's no time for sex. And this is what I talk about ad nauseum on the show, I think, is like, you need to make time for sex, you need to schedule sex. It's not romantic, I know. 
But if you're not making the time for it, so couples mm. just let sex go and they can't get back to it. Like, you know what I mean? They let it go for so long yeah. and then they're like, we haven't had sex in months or years. And, and so how do you advise them on that? Well, you mean in the prenup or in the, in the seminars? In the sex, in the sex in the, part. Do you mean the sex part in the – because you – some people actually oh. do come in and ask if they can put sex clauses in prenups. Yeah, and really? by the way, they're not. I, thought, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if that's what you're asking. No, no. but that's a but good it's one. It's funny, right? Mm-hmm. No, they're not enforceable in California because we live in what's called a, um, a no-fault divorce state. Okay. But, but you yes. can include clauses about anything you want if you just want to memorialize an agreement. Okay. What about outside California? Is there states where you can? There, you know what? I really ought to know the answer. It has to be Florida. It has to be one of them. Well, there are states that are not no-fault divorce states, and I think in those states you can have clauses regarding infidelity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I like those states. Like Atlanta, right? Atlanta's a big one where if you – Georgia. Yeah, where they could um, totally – like actually the wife can sue the chick that she is – like the the adulteress? Yeah, the the adulteress. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Interesting. I don't know anything about Georgia law. That, that sounds yeah. It's really cool. It's crazy. I like it. Yeah, that but, is crazy. No, I remember like I was watching. I think it was like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like one of them, or like Basketball Wives, or something, was getting sued because they thought that she was at fault for this. See, person's this divorce. is why we need to watch more pop television. I know. Yeah. Didn't didn't Menace he, does. I don't. That's how I. That's how TV? I learned. I just got one. Yeah. You just got. I don't even have a TV. That's how I learned everything. See, I knew See, a lot. Before. Knows, this guy knows a lot. It's all reality <laughs> television. I know. Yes. Menace. Thank it's God just, for that's A&E, what he, right? he watches yeah. Jersey Bravo. Shore and learns I watched everything, everything he needs to know from I Jersey Shore. I watched Discovery, History Channel, all the way to your I haven't crap even television. Seen Jersey Shore. I've heard about this just as a quick aside. I've heard about this person called Snooky. Yes, she's amazing. The only reason I heard about her was South Park. I was watching a South Park episode mm-hmm. and they oh, did a they cartoon were, of her. Yeah. Okay. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty dis- – does this person anything like the cartoon? No, if no, so, no. I, it's, it's crazy. Like, this person is actually like only like four, She's shorter eight, than I am, right? Four, oh, eight, wow. Nine. Yeah. She's crazy short. Wow, wow. She's crazy. Yeah. I no, I never saw that one. Um, okay. So, so what back, about, to sex. back to sex. So <laughs> yeah. what about sex? So you, would you say do you have a lot of couples who sit there in the in the mediations or whatever and they're like, we haven't had sex? And- you know, they don't – once – since California is a no-fault divorce state and we don't have to deal with sex issues in the divorce itself, they don't bring that up once we okay. get to the legal issues. Right. They they're already there. They're already seeing you. 50 bucks an hour to listen to their sex lives. Right. But they'll usually mention it in the beginning. So I can always get a flavor, so to speak of what their sex life was like or what led to the divorce. And yeah, a lot of people come in because the sex has died. But again, I think it's a symptom of something deeper. Yeah. I think uh, there there are those couples who are sexually incompatible from the beginning. Exactly. And I really do honestly believe that's a disaster I think it's – exactly. I it, always say bomb, if yeah. you didn't have it at the beginning, you're not going to have it now. Yeah. There's a lot of this guilt – and we were talking about this before the show, right? There's a lot of this guilt around – uh, you meet somebody who's a fantastic person and you just don't have any physical chemistry and you think, well, I should be able to get over that. I'm in a human. I'm an adult. I'm rational, right? I should be able to fall in love with them right. for who they are, but you can't. Right. And if you do, if you fake it, you're going to live a lifeless marriage. Right. And because that's – you may be able to fake it for a couple of years, but it's going to catch up with you. It and, absolutely and, will. Can I? Uh, yeah, go ahead. What is the? Sorry to get off the sex subject, but I always yeah. Have these why? Other I'm just kidding. These questions. <laughs> it's it's always rumored that California is one of the worst states to get um, divorced in. Is that true or untrue? And is California? I'm not California. Um, New York super hardcore, like everyone says. Like it takes ten years to get divorced or something like that. Well, so if you're 
in California, mm-hmm. we have some of the higher spousal support and child support, spousal support being alimony. Mm-hmm. We don't call it alimony here. Spousal support and child support figures nationwide because cost of living tends to be pretty high in California. So in in that sense, it's, it's a bummer to get divorced in California because you are likely to be paying out more in spousal support mm-hmm. than you would in another state. On the flip side, if you're the recipient, it's a great place, right? Also, the courts are having some real cutbacks right now. I don't know if you've been following the news, but we're losing clerks and judges left right. and right. Uh, it used to take several months to get divorce paperwork back once you submitted it to the court. Now it's taking up to 18 months in oh San my Francisco. God. So people are getting these final judgments, and then they're having to sit on them for two years before That's they're actually crazy. divorced. crazy. You just want to yeah. end it. When you want to end it, you want to yeah, end you it. you want to be out. Plus, if you've got a nutcase on the other side and you've got a contract but not an enforceable judgment, and this is an area of minutia, but point being you can't enforce the contract that was signed. There's no teeth in it until right. the judge signs it. Wow, that's so crazy. It can be really, yeah, it can be. Brutal. Oh my god! So what do you? What were you saying? No, I was just and, saying, and New York is tough too, but for a different reason. Do you know what the like easiest place to get divorced? <laughs> is? I think get it's married Nevada. In Florida? Nevada. I think it's Nevada. Now oh, again, probably. I'm not, this is the easiest then, place to get married. It's hard, right? And yeah. I think that's why. It, it's tough to quote me because I'm not a lawyer in those states. But yeah. from what I can tell, Nevada, you can get divorced really fast. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what about by Elvis? <laughs> by Elvis, exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Mendes is going there next weekend. Maybe he'll get married. Yeah, I'll get married. Aren't you guys going to do a drunk show there? We are. Can I come to that, week. by the way? Yes, Dude, it's going to be so, so fun. I don't We're even drink, wasted. so I'm yeah. a lightweight. I'll drink for you guys. Okay, good. I'm a lightweight, too. Like, right. I'll have one drink, and I'll be like, Menace. You, you might you end think? up in the hospital if you drink um, <laughs> But I want to know, um, so what, what? talk to you a little bit about your your, your seminars. I know you haven't mm. taught them yet, but what, yeah. what's going to be some of the, the main factors? I know yeah. you're still formulating it. Well, let me, yeah. So let me tell you, let me tell you about Katrin, my co-leader. Okay. Okay, so my... So when I was thinking about how can I jump in and help people with these marriages, we we went past the book concept because it wasn't working. I thought, what about seminars? And uh, my best friend, Katrin Gillespie, who's in San Diego, um, has been in a 23-year marriage. She's in a 23-year marriage, two kids. And uh, she's a clinical psychologist down there. So she does a lot of personal development okay. work, and she's deep in that world. And... Uh, we basically, our conversations all revolve around relationships and love and, you know, how to develop as a human being. And, and uh, that's that's why we're such good friends. We love right. talking about it. So we thought, hey, why don't we turn this into the seminar? Right. And we'll use all of these conversations, her clinical work, my experience as an attorney, and we'll bring it together. And we realized very quickly, like I said earlier, we wanted to go deep and not be right. on the surface. So that's what we do. And Katrin right now, as we speak, is in San Diego in her tiny office, uh-huh. smaller than this studio. Mm-hmm. With the walls covered with paper, right? Constantly writing and coming up with new content and pulling it out of books and researching and pasting it. And takes me. She takes these photographs of her walls in her office and right. sends them to me. Just full all of the ideas of what you're going to cover. I think you could really. I think it's a great service that you're doing. It's Thank like you. Marriage prep almost. It's Thank like you. people need. Before you get married, it should be like a rite of passage. Like you got to go take it. Where you got to answer, yeah. get into these questions, so you don't you don't get divorced. Thanks. To prevent that. I and, and tell me what you think of our thesis. So, really, the core principle of the whole thing is that a marriage relationship can transcend the individuals. That the that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. That it can be a bigger and better thing, and it can be more powerful than the people involved. That's our that's our thesis. That's what okay. I live by. That marriage is a bigger thing than both of you and that you have to learn how to navigate it kind of thing? Or You can learn mastery. You can become a genius of marriage. 
I, I mean, you've heard all this out, out there right now about the 10,000 hours is what it takes to master something, right? 10,000 no. hours of practice. Okay, so this is Are the- we there yet on radio? No. Oh, you, know, you guys aren't there on radio. Let's get you there. God, <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay. You 10, guys, you guys are close. Yeah, you've close. been you've been talking about sex for six 10, years. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah easy. Okay, good. I'm an expert. I mean, it's sex. Huh? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, <laughs> I thought you weren't supposed to talk about numbers. Yeah, that's my rule You're too. Not, yeah. Um. So where were we? We're talking about. Oh, yeah, mastery. It's the idea that you can, uh, by by thinking about and working about and focusing on relationship and intimacy, which includes sex. And includes communication, includes right. all these elements of that are important to a marriage. You can become a genius at this thing, and and really, our idea is to jumpstart that. And so that's what we dig into. We dig into what is at the core of people's choices in relationships. What's going on unconsciously that they're not aware of? Let's bring it to the light. Let's look at it. Let's talk about it. And then, if we have to, we can deconstruct it. Right. Or and rebuild it from and there. And Katrin's that, a therapist and your family law. So it seems yeah. like a good – a, a good, yeah, I think we're good bookends. That's good. So how can married. we find out more about you? Is, do you guys have the site yet or – We don't have the marriage planning site. We do have – I mean you can go to my law firm website if anybody has questions. If anyone's going to divorce come, right. or family well, law you know, issues. Or prenups or if they just want to talk to me about the okay, marriage planning Okay. What's your website? Somewhere. It's heathnewton.com. Okay. Heath like the fig. Or, we'll no, have it Heath on like our website garden, too. Heath like the fig. Okay. Good. Thank yeah. you so much. My total pleasure. This was awesome. This I, was great. Any more questions? Me. Menace and I are both That's products good, yeah. of divorce, so anyone that can I'm help save marriages. Divorce. Sweet. Yeah. Is that, have, has it turned you off from uh, marriage? No, I'm totally into it. Okay, me too. See, but her wacky. Yeah, crazy. she's. Well, I'm not you know wacky crazy. <laughs> the thing about Emily is she's a hot commodity. She's easily yeah. one of the hottest girls in San Francisco. Oh, and thank you. And when you're that hot, that. it's hard to. It's hard to. Shut up, Menace. Let me take a compliment. Let me take a compliment. Women need to learn to take compliments gracefully. Thank oh you very God. much. I and appreciate you can that. Do that. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm one of the hottest girls in San Francisco. Me. If you missed that, you are. No, thank you. Um, okay, thanks, Eric. This was awesome, Eric Newton. You can find him at heathnewton.com. Is that what it is? Heathnewton.com. Okay, and we're gonna have it on our website too. Uh, thank you, Menace. Thank you to everyone in the world for listening. So, uh, thanks so much for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com.